It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Arad Rob Radio Network. Through the years, we all remember when we first witnessed a national tragedy. Alabama wins! We remember the good times and the bad times through either a song, a TV show, A monumental sports achievement. For the first time in 86 years, the Red Sox have won baseball's world championship. Can you believe it? Or even the smell of a particular food from when we were young. To all beef patties, special sauce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. Welcome to the show that will take you on a journey through time to relive those iconic moments. Welcome to RTW Rewind. Where old school rules. So, without any further delay, let's introduce you to the host of the show, Rad Rob Rob Francois. Welcome back to RTW Rewind. I am your host, Rad Rob, Rob Francois. I hope everybody's doing well all around the world, and thank you for being here. Joining me on the show is my co-host. He is the one and only resident doctor of RTW, my favorite masked man in the entire world. It is Dr. Ocho. Good evening, sir. And, uh, and given mask mandates, you should have a lot of favorite masked men around or something, right? Given, uh, plus, not, you're always, you're always sick, so maybe you should start masking up. I don't uh, know. Tennessee's wide open, so yeah, I don't have to deal with that shit. You know? Maybe uh, it is uh, why I'm who, sick. It's doing time. you good. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, as you can tell from the music in the background, we have a special guest. He is a Boston legend. He's a tremendous comedian. Has worked for WEI. He's been on VH1 shows. Uh, used to be Tom Brady's number one fan, but we'll get into that here in a second to see if he still is. 
It is the one and only Nick Fitzy Stevens. Good evening, sir. Gentlemen, considering that the 1980s play heavily both into uh, the canon of pop culture from which I pull on a regular basis and what this podcast is all about, there are a million different lines I would like to begin with tonight. So I think I'll just fall onto the sword of one of my favorites. Come on, get to the chopper. Come on, what are you doing? Let's go. Come on, let's do it. I mean, do like, it now. Kill yeah, me. I'm come here. On, come on, kill me. Come on, kill me. I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, like when you say, let me ask you this, like, it's a great, this is a great, like not pickup line, but like just in a, um, uh, a dude zoom of, of guys who probably haven't brushed their teeth, uh, in far too long and, uh, know what it was like to take fruit roll-ups and Dunkaroos to school for lunch. Um, what is your go-to 1980s quote? Like what's like, what is your quintessentially eighties line? You know, it could be comedy, could be action, could be sci-fi. Obviously I did bad Schwarzenegger because, like, you know, that's like that's like the gateway drug to 1980s <laughs> pop cultural quotations. What's your favorite? Uh, mine is, I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Try it, yeah, Robocop, I mean, dude. It's American I'll go, Robo, I'll go Robocop all day, all night. Dick Jones. What is yours, Dick Jones? <laughs> Ocho, what do you got? I got well, it's and it's 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 also cliche because nobody would even know what it's from, and it's one word, and it's from the Tom Hanks greatest movie of all time. No, not it's it's not any of these dumb movies like Big or all those things. It's from Bachelor Party, and it's when the chicks haven't shown up, and the little dude who always sells the music tickets goes to Rudy, eat me, and Rudy goes <laughs> should. Should. So that's it. So anytime I'm in a situation okay. and someone's like, yeah, we're not playing in the rain. Should. Should. We lost him already? Would you- nah, he's back. No, see, that's funny. You say you say bachelor party, and then I immediately default to, is that the foot long? And, and then, then some. some. Yeah, I mean, come my, on. My that's poor like- nephew's name is Nick, so of course I had to teach him <laughs> Nick the what? Yeah, the I, I, can't, I can't tell you how many times I've referred to get-togethers, Bacchanals, Patriots games, tailgates, whatever, as, like, the kind of affairs where, like, oh, yeah, man, like, this was awesome. Like, um, we had a donkey sniffing Coke off a piano and eating pills. <laughs> <laughs> like, a guy <laughs> fell five stories from a hotel and his ass landed. His cheeks landed in the, in the window. <laughs> <laughs> his ass landed through the moonroof. Like, yeah, man, it was awesome. Bachelor party, I'm so glad you said that. And listen, you know, no besmirching big. Let's not step to... Well, one of the greater I, sentimental, uh, you know, comedies like no, I couldn't of, think of the '80s movies because '90s. I, I was gonna throw. I was gonna say like one of that loser castaway movie. Or well, let's see. Listen, like, I know that's not the. I know that's not the nature. That's not what the audience <laughs> is here for tonight. People are probably like, I was told Fitzy was gonna talk NFL draft. I was told you guys were gonna make '80s references. Like Tom Hanks's career is so fucking fascinating because there's early Tom Hanks who gave us such gems as Splash. Um, bachelor party, volunteers, like there's broad Joe comedy. Versus Tom the volcano, Joe versus the, the volcano. Uh, I I don't think I have ever putted from a green on top of a trunk afloat in the sea <laughs> the same in my life ever since I and saw also, that movie. So, uh, bosom buddies with uh, yeah, Peter but, with Peter Scolari, our rest in peace, the comic legend that he was. Then you get into like post Philadelphia, and you know this is a classic case of just like blame AIDS, everybody. But uh, <laughs> sorry, man, I was been watching Winning Time a little bit much. Hey. Uh, that, oh, by, that's side, such a great thing. Oh, my God. Fun, right? I'm, I'm side, note, side note, we, I did a podcast years ago with um, 
uh, there's self-serious Tom Hanks, and then there's sort of like I don't even know America's America's leading man, America's president, America's governor, Tom Hanks. What he did uh, on and SNL, look, yeah, he did yeah, you SNL know, and I love, that. yeah, he can be very funny still. Like he's usually self-serious. He does a broader range of things. Uh, I love Green Mile, Tom Hanks. I love uh, Saving Private Ryan, Tom Hanks. Uh, on a uh, subdued Tom Hanks in the middle of his uh, self-serious acting career is awesome. But we did a podcast years ago with some buddies back in Boston. And it was greatest movie villains. And my buddy chose as his number one movie villain, AIDS, for taking out Tom Hanks <laughs> in Philadelphia. And I was like, wow. Brilliant. You sick son of a bitch. Um, yeah, but like going bachelor party, that's a great one right there. See, oh, Dr. Ocho, I know you and I can hang, man. It's easy. Well, I, you you threw me off because I figured I didn't. I Now that I see the face through this, these, this beautiful mask of mine, I thought you were going to come out here. Uh, Tom Hanks, what are that? That guy is the funniest ever. He's a pisser. Tom Hanks, yeah, he's a true national treasure. He's like Jimmy Stewart with curly pubes on his head. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, Tommy I mean, Hanks, he's the greatest. Like, Spl I think Splash may have been, if we want to get into the way, way back machine, I think Splash may have been the first ever movie we owned. And when I say owned, I mean. We had two VCRs, two VCRs in the house growing up, kid. Yeah, we were super, super awesome yeah, like that. Yeah, wicked rich there. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, that was the first movie we owned, meaning like we rented it, and then we got a blank tape, and then we funneled we one VCR into it. the other, and we pirated that shit, yeah. Yeah, because Daryl Hannah's tits was in it when she was in that floating tank too, right? Weren't they just showing them goodies? <laughs> That's a good – you know what? They could be um, – and I don't believe any of us. You are know, a copy of a copy, yeah. though. They might okay. be a little squiggly, but, you know. They were a little there. pixelated. <laughs> yeah, but you're also talking to a guy that, like, during his formative years as, like, a, as a teen and a preteen, used to set his alarm for 3 in the morning because I would look up on the cable guide that Emmanuel Goes to Bangkok was playing at 3 o'clock in the morning on the movie channel or Cinemax, <laughs> and I would wake up and watch it and just have funny feelings. But wait, wasn't that so? One of those Emmanuels, Monique Gabriel, who was also in Bachelor Party. So fun fact: the Told circle brain, of life man. continues. Yeah. Dude, Rad Rob, this twisted son of a bitch you got co-hosting with you is my kind of jam. Yeah, he really is. I knew you. I knew you'd be in good company here. He's he got the body by Hillbilly Jim. Yep. <laughs> He's got a luchador mask. Well, he you got the brain. Remember, I actually haven't had a conversation elephant. with a human being in about twenty years. It's only been movie quotes. That's the only way I can converse to people. But that's how people our age communicate to each other. Because like we, we're idiots. Yeah, because we're complete <laughs> idiots. We're complete man children or fan children in our case. Rad Rob, what's up? How are we doing? I apologize. I lost audio while you guys were, were talking. Uh, it was the last great, actually. Four minutes, we had so, a great uh, time. We were, can you do that again, please? Oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> I swear to God. Yes. Uh, you missed uh, you, Dr. Ocho's uh, two minute version of uh, uh, The Iliad was incredible. Uh, it was truly yeah, I, I was method. I was method acting. I've already sat the whole, that one before. the whole time. Uh, a, a rare bard he is indeed, or he, a bad he is. Uh, and he's from uh, New Jersey ish. Uh, he's from Ochoville. It's it's just outside Jersey, but uh, it's it's in it's in the hook. Uh, I have to ask you this, Ocho. Where were you during the nineteen eighty six World Series? Watching it. Watching nope. it in my parents' living room. I, I swear to God, I just ate uh, leftover ribs. And uh, I was rooting for the Mets because they were local. I mean, you know, watching, I wanted the Yankees to win. Uh, Don Mattingly should have been MVP that year because why Roger Clemens would get the freaking MVP on the Cy Young makes no sense. Mattingly had a better year than Clemens. Either way, Mattingly should have been MVP. But I wanted the Mets. And I went to a Mets game that year, my first big league game. I was watching and... So, um. 
They were down to their last freaking out. Down we to know, their last out. Yeah, we know. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys remember this? Yeah, yeah we, remember when it said congratulations, I, Red I, Sox on the score? Yeah, I heard it, it said that on the center field board. I can even tell you, Roger Clemens put on one of the top ten most dominant pitching seasons uh, for any Cy Young. He went twenty four and four and that season. Four that year, yep. He and was, he, he had was an under, you know, the, one one point nine zero or two point zero four. Unhittable. Didn't have the greatest postseason, but still, the Red Sox were in position in Game Six to win the World Series. It said on the big board, "Congratulations, Boston Red Sox, nineteen eighty six World Series champs." Uh, a a cacophony of errors from bad managing by Johnny Mack. Uh, it's not just Bill Buckner's fault. I would like to look the Bill Buckner ghost in the face and go, it's not your fault, Buckner. It's not your fault. I think Stanley, Stanley should have some ribbon for Bob that. Stan, Bob Stanley with that shitty pitch. Calvin Chiraldi for throwing meatballs down the middle of the plate with two with two outs in the eight. Like, everyone contributed. That was a loss by effort, loss by group. Uh, but uh, a fun little story. I was so because, you know, we had some Celtics championships, but they didn't resonate the same. Right. The New England Patriots, laughing stock of football. The Red Sox, you know, cursed for decades post no 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 net. The did sale just of Bay Super Bowl the year before, though. But but I I really don't know how bad it was yeah, there did. for that. No but. no, it, it was. I mean, it was like it was kind of loserville. Like that was the sort yeah. of nickname for like. Now it's Good. like it's title town, or as we like to call it, entitled town, because everyone feels like you know post Tom <laughs> Brady and Bill Belichick that you know we're entitled to awesomeness, greatness, championships and the perpetual uh, state of arrogance and fulfillment that has come with being a Boston sports fan the last 23 years. It just it just breeds on you, and then it becomes you. It That's does. You, right. you drive, we you become Yankee fans. It's like, it's, like, it's like being, a, honestly, yeah. to, to, be, to be completely true, Ocho, like it's being a Yankees fan in the late 90s. Yep. There, there really is no you difference. You expected it. You expected except, it. Yeah, except we have a soul, and you guys suck. No. We um, don't. Yeah, we don't. I walked so, into the Boston Beer Works, and I instantly thought, like, I'm a winner. I'm yeah, a freaking winner. All you got to do. You get your first sip of Hapoon or Sam Summon, you're like, this is what it's like to be a winner. I That's like right. it. That's right. Come on. Come to the dark side, kid. We have better candy. So um, <laughs> that hit so hard. I was such a Sox fan growing up because they were definitely the number one show in town. Now it's yeah. Patriots still number one. Celtics and uh, Red Sox jockey for two and three. Bruins are fourth. Uh, and then there's the other all the other fake sports in town. So uh, I was such a Sox fan. And it meant so much to like try to get generations together to see the Red Sox actually reverse the curse at that time. That because the the running line uh, at uh, during that time, and then for another eighteen years afterwards, was the Red Sox. They killed my father, and now they're coming for me. <laughs> That's right. So, so they, when they lost, I was so heartbroken. Fat, chubby, greasy fingered, uh, you know, rice krispie treat filled me was so sad at the time that after game seven was rain delayed on Sunday and played out Monday night and the Red Sox lost, my mom let me miss school on Tuesday and gave me a way back machine reference coming at you in three, two, one. She gave me an Epstein's mom note uh, to go back to school Wednesday and said, please excuse Nick for missing school. He was too sad after the Red Sox lost the world series. And I was like, she is the coolest mom. Wow. Ever. What a saint, right? What a saint. You know, and by the way, I'm, I'm going to give you, I, I want you to appreciate me, which you already do. I understand that, but I'm going to give you another reason. I told right, Dave Rob's Roberts, like, get a room, guys. <laughs> I told Dave Sorry. Roberts to steal when the Yankees were up 3 nothing because I knew Georgie Posada had a freaking weak arm that series. So the, I gave him the signal to steal. He stole second in the ninth, and then the, so the Sox tied the game and then happened to, and then I made sure they lost because you guys were so down. I felt bad. 
And I said, you know what? We've got enough. We got 27 championships. Let's, right. let's, let's oh, 26 at the time. Let's throw the peasants some breadcrumbs. Let's give them a little taste of what it's Basically, like to live inside the castle, right? It's like me doing a show with Rad Rob. He wants me on there, so I give him a little Ocho dust on him, and then he's much better, I guess. I mean, smart guy. I mean, you know, he does all the work for me. Why the fuck I do heavy lifting? So he punches right? up. That's how you do it. Is, isn't the whole isn't the whole thing not about work harder, work work smarter in the modern day and age, Rob? That's right. Or, yeah. or let us let someone else do it. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's sort of like <laughs> if you want to do a deep dive on NAFTA and free economics, that's what's got us into this shithole in the first place. But I digress. So I mean, the Red Sox coming back, obviously. Being down that you know three uh, three to nothing never happened before. Is that the greatest sports achievement ever that we'll ever see? Oh man, I I feel like the story might be tough to beat. The sports achievement maybe, but the story is is going to be tough to beat. Okay, I I, I honest to God, like on. Un- up until its time, and for a decade thereafter, nothing overcame, nothing touched. The Red Sox overcoming a three nothing deficit because overcoming a three nothing deficit in a best of seven series period, regardless of the stakes, regardless of your opponent, is I mean it's it's happened less than ten percent of the time in all world in all series of seven games, in across all sports. So how about Kevin Millar announcing that it was going to happen when he said, yeah, "Don't let, don't us, let us come, tonight. don't let us win tonight, don't let us come back, yep. cowboy up, the, the shots of Jack and the yeah everything like just like." The series events, so I, th- I think, yes, I think that is still the most unlikely of all sporting achievements, coming back against your arch enemy, considering the way you lost in soul-punch, nut-kicking fashion the yep. previous year, yep. and knowing what the previous, you know, eight and a half decades meant with the regional and national pressure, international pressure on them at the time, yeah. But it's funny because the Patriots were able to pull off 13 years later, or 12 and a half years later, their own condensed version of coming back from three nothing to the Yankees, true. with twenty eight to three in Super Bowl fifty one. So the single greatest comeback of all time is Super Bowl fifty one. The greatest over the greatest the most monumental achievement is 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 going through the Yankees. Like who were the Falcons in the in the history of the New England Patriots? Nobody. Just they they were blip yeah. on the map, and now they're a team that'll be trolled. Add infinitum and in, in oh, perpetuity. Twenty eight to three to any Atlanta fan, and oh, if, if, but worse. they're also pretty dumb too. So they I might know. be you, like, oh, there's no, I there's no real Atlanta fans either, Ocho. Like no, it's a transient know, city. No one's actually from Atlanta or wants to lay claim to I, that. I even lived there for a while, so I, I, I get it. I, I would strike that from your LinkedIn. But the so, hated uh, Yankees, like the hated rival right. for so That's many years. I mean, the biggest rivalry in sports. And look at that lineup. That murderous row. They had Posada. They had. Matsui, you're talking Prime A Rod, Jeter, the whole ship. I mean, friggin' Giambi. I mean, like that team was loaded. Yeah, but their pitching wasn't that good. No, and we that, had freaking and that Kevin was the Brown starting, Jared oh Wright. But they still had the greatest. Javi, wasn't Javi Vasquez like Javier, and, yeah. who, yeah, the ghost of Javi Vasquez and Kevin God Brown? Him. Yeah. God Almighty! But you're up against the greatest closer in the history of the game. No one's ever. Touched him. I mean, his fucking cutter just breaking lefties' bats. I mean, the likelihood of that ever happening again, like if that game was played over again, the likelihood of that coming out of Red Sox win is it's probably like less than zero. I mean, it's just you couldn't beat Mariano. Yeah, I mean, like you you got to the greatest closer of all time. And that's what made when the Red Sox got their rings in 2005, in April of 2005, they were playing the Yankees, and the Yankees were introduced 
and Mariano Rivera got a standing ovation from the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of the things that I continue to try and preach, not just because like I'm older than I was back then or because like I'm a I'm a sports dad and my whole philosophy about being a dad talking sports and being a youth coach is like I like to be dad lasso, try to like be as positive as you can about all these things because you have to appreciate the the theater. The rivalry, like rivalry, theater, competition it's is supposed story, to be. It's the story, man. Yep. It's the story. Like Mariano Rivera turned and tipped his cap and smiled to the crowd. Like, I know what I did. Like, he I fucked owned up. It. He owned but it. He owned it. Exactly, Ocho. He, he took the power it. away. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. He took the power away and also he ate the L. He was like, that's my yeah. L. It's delicious. And I know it means a lot to you guys. Like, game on. Let's go. Like, that's what it's all freaking about as opposed to like, making it violent, writing nasty words on the internet, the way like getting in fights in the stands or just like saying that like the game has lost its way or like, it just, it just to me, like, that's what I live for. I love the thing. Like, um, like I'll give you, for example, like right now, my favorite athlete that doesn't play in Boston is Trey young. Why? Because last year when that guy played the Knicks and knocked out the Knicks who were the favorite in the first round of the 2021 NBA playoffs, the, the Hawks uh, made it all the way to the conference finals, but as they uh, beat the Knicks, he had the stones as a rookie to go into Madison Square Garden, play his ass off, uh, step back, shimmy before he took his three-pointers sometimes, still drain them, and then when he was booed by Madison Square Garden, the last place on earth you ever want to walk out of and not have like qualified protection or an Uber on demand took a bow and blew kisses to the crowd like, thank you. We haven't had someone like that since Reggie Miller. Like, the greatest sports city, the greatest like the greatest arena in all professional sports, everyone. Like, you need people like that who understand how to play the game. That's what makes it so fun in the first place. You're exactly right. You, I mean, you made a good point, too, with the, uh, the theater setup with the year prior with the Yankees-Red Sox because, yeah, I mean, as much as no, nobody the – cele the celebration of the ALCS in 04 – isn't nearly as dramatic without the ALCS collapse in 03. So it's almost right. like the, the most, the, it was like the skier falling off the agony of defeat, the, the wide world of sports. And the, and yes, it, it, it was the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And then, exactly. And then, you, and then you, you triumph. You know, I, I, I don't suppose that a guy like you doesn't necessarily know what it's like to have his heart pulled out through his asshole. Unfortunately, but, no. I just right. win. <laughs> However, that's exactly what it felt like. Like to just like literally stand next to your own dying body and, and just like, or to drink from the wrong grail in Indiana Jones and the last crusade and just like turn into dust and bones. Like he chose poorly. That's what it was like watching standing out on the sidewalk of, uh, of midtown Manhattan after I had just done a comedy show uh, with a butt in hand, like a, one of my like nervous emergency cigarettes. I watched Aaron Boone hit the home run off Wakefield the Yankees celebrated. I dropped that cigarette. I got on the subway. I don't even think I expressed a human emotion for like three straight days. Well, except I kind of cried when my wife, uh, my then girlfriend, now wife, um, she was like, Friday, the night after, she was like, I rented a couple of movies for us. I got some pizza. You can just lay on the sofa and do nothing. I got you. And I was like, you get me. <laughs> you oh, my God. Dude, between your mom and your girl? Holy oh, Jesus. I know, dude. How, I, how did I, you get so lucky? I, I, I am blessed. I am hashtag blessed. I, but you might be. You might have started the zombie apocalypse from Walking Dead if you were that freaking catatonic for how many days after this uh, Grady it, Little debacle. It, it, was, so, it, was, mean, a, it was a cold 24. 
it, it was a, it was a cold 24 but yeah to come back from that and then to know like you know like patience young one like a year from now you will, like this is your lowest low you will experience the highest high you have to trust me like that again that's why we watch that's why we root but I mean, especially after 86 years, go ahead, Rob. Well, we were used to it. Like when 03 happened, we're just like, all right, it's it's just the agony of being a Boston fan. We're we're used to losing. We're used we're used to getting disappointed. Uh, so yeah, I'm when disappointed, Rob. These are like legit people. There's uh, ghost beings that are literally <laughs> opening up your mouth wider than it should ever go, forcing their hand down your throat and and grabbing your heart out, showing it to you to see how it is before you die. <laughs> like it's not just like oh we lost again it's like you guys are getting the dangled carrot so bad like oh man oh uh, it's like rodney dangerfield in the middle of light commercial only needing a pin and the bowling ball bounces off of it we were perpetually like to go back to you know i make lots of greek references and not just because i'm a quarter greek but because that's where hey that's that's the home of tragedy and b that's <laughs> you know like all great stories begin you know from greek mythology like the Red Sox or Boston sports fandom en general, we were Sisyphus. We would push that rock up the fucking hill and we were just like, and this time it's going to fucking stay. <laughs> it would just roll down every time. Sometimes it would roll over us. Sometimes it would roll over our lunch. Sometimes it would catch our ankle, uh, whatever. It was just an absolute freaking Sometimes nightmare. it rolled over your village. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. Oh no! I was gonna bang that chick tonight. Son of a oh man! Well, she's still warm. Never mind. That's terrible. So, uh, it's supposed to be a family oh, show. Let, let's, All right. Let's... You know what? Actually, let's go ahead and strike that from the record, everyone. <laughs> she wasn't warm. That's why. Did the Cardinals have a chance? No, they were. You know who they were? I like to. I don't even think of the same. I don't even think of the St. Louis Cardinals. I refer to them as the Finland ice hockey team. <laughs> Against America in eighty in the Lake Placid. Everyone yeah. forgets that after they beat Russia in nineteen eighty, they still had to beat Finland, and That's that right. was an it was like three nothing. It wasn't ever even really a game, but you had to go through the bear. You had to go through the beast, which is exactly what they did in nineteen eighty, and exactly what the Sox did in two thousand four. So, did the Cardinals stand a chance? No, that was over before it began. And you guys swept them, right? Yeah. And I would have said, you know, and I know Manny got MVP in that series. I always thought Keith Folk should have gotten MVP in Folk that series. Folk had four saves or yes. three saves, I think. He was or what? money in that. He was, he was money that whole postseason. This is Rad Baby. <laughs> Rad Baby, what's up, Mama? How you doing? Say hi. Hi. <laughs> She's making running. Just got back from the store. Tag team. Nice. Did you get any Boston attire? No? Good. No, nope. she knows. She does. She does. She's just not wearing it tonight. Don't, don't, that's poor parenting. You're right, Fitzy. The Cardinals didn't have a chance. Like, after that ridiculous comeback, they should have just forfeited the series. But, like, we they can't. out for slaughter. Like, we, yeah, we can't top what the Sox just did. Like, there's no chance in hell that we're, that we're going to win this series at all. So, you I, guys could have bunted every play and still won, <laughs> like, freaking six to two. Yeah, no, I mean, they just, it was, it was ridiculous. And you're right. Everybody should have wore bloody socks. <laughs> <laughs> bloody socks. Was that shit real, Fitzy? <laughs> Was, was, that, was that real or was that just theater from Kurt? Oh no, that was the real deal. You think so? That was yeah. yeah. I, I isn't that in the baseball hall of fame? I haven't been to Cooperstown in a long time. I, I heard told it my was. Son, yeah, I told my boys I would take him, and I'm I'm planning on trying to get up there for Poppy's and uh, enshrinement induction, whatever the hell you call it. So long as no one shoots me in the back in a casino, I'm fine. Uh, but the chances uh, are pretty high with that, or is that uh, like 
you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I got terrible aim with this hood on, so you're Well, good. I mean, that, that's what happened to Poppy in the Dominican Republic. Oh, shit, that's right. Oh, my yeah, God. I was going to say, I thought I, I was figuring I was in a room where everyone could keep up with the references. No, you know so. what? Well, I, because he's been on TV joking with A-Rod for the last five years about weddings and whatnot. And that's true. Trying to talk that's fair. Right, well, like general, gotta, I mean, I keep a few general rules like, uh, there'll be no besmirching of any Star Wars movies. You never tug on Superman's cape, even though we're disappointed in where he chose to play. We don't talk badly about Tom Brady. And we try not to bang the wives or girlfriends of Dominican uh, drug lords in this okay. house. I mean, that's... And they're in order, too. I feel like you got the order correct. You got the... You got the I was going to say, the you got the gold. Correct. You got gold, silver, bronze, and then the, uh, the nation that just got to wave to the metal platform. Yeah, that's... <laughs> But they represented their country pre- with pride. They put out the torch, basically. That's all they got to do. So Poppy getting inducted as a DH, first ballot, like unanimous decision, like that's that's a big deal, right? I mean, that's that's a huge accomplishment. It just shows you how much he meant to the Red Sox during his run. I mean, the man literally played defense, I think, on like 3% of all the games he played in Major League Baseball, let yeah. alone yeah, with the Red Sox. Even on Minnesota, right? Even yeah. on Minnesota, even on, he was barely there. Even on Minnesota. And by the way... You want to talk about the your friend approached you and said, how would you like to buy uh, a thousand of these stocks in my friend's company called Tesla and you turning it down? How the fuck do you think everybody uh, in Minnesota? No wonder why that franchise is cursed. Like, they were so since. good. They were so great in the 90s with Dan Gladden and Kirby Puckett. Gene Larkin. And Jack Mars. Ken like, uh, Herbeck, that Tom Bernanski. Bruno. Ever since they like they're cursed now because they let. The greatest left-handed DH in history, one of the best left-handed hitters of all time, and like clutch, 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 clutch. I, the definition of clutch, and like yeah. people like Bill James have always said, you can't quantify something like clutch. To which I'll say, yeah, but there's people you know that more often than not are going to be able to come through because they just have the it factor. They are the celebrity. They're the star. When they walk into the room, the temperature changes. People turn around. The James Bond music plays whenever they, you know, walk down the sidewalk. Like it's, they just matter. They're different. They've got it. That's Tom Brady. That was Derek Jeter. And that was also David Ortiz. And that's why the man belongs in the hall of fame. Like I, 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 I would say still, even though, you know, 2004, the hit in game, uh, game five against the Yankees in that ALCS, the home run in, in 2000, uh, the game four, that the grand slam in 2013 against the Tigers when they were down 5-1 after they got you know put on the Schneid in game 1 of that ALCS and then game 2 they're down 5-1 that's also uh for the record Rob just for historical purposes that's the day Brady beat the Saints on the Kenbrell Tompkins touchdown pass one of the greatest sides in Boston sports history yes that grand slam to me forever will just be like pick one like want to talk about an impossible thing Ocho I just want to make you squeam in your seat I just uh, sat on my nuts, so I already did, but like, right. we can do it again. Right. I, they, your nuts are in your own man panini right I'm now, and I love it. I'm trying to get the feeling of how that, that, that ghost would pull your heart out, so I'm trying, <laughs> to, I'm trying to feel it. That grand slam by David Ortiz in 2013, like, pick one play to define David Ortiz. That's it right there. That's it. That's, that's my big poppy play forever. I the fact is, he still got like thirty other ones too. Yeah, no shit. Other people yeah. can pick from. Oh, there's a million others that make me go six to midnight, but that one right there—that's <laughs> the one where you run out of skin. Got it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, going back to Schilling and uh, in, in the sock, it's a tra- travesty that he didn't get inducted into Hall of Fame. Like, what are the reasons 
It's just sports writers being, you know, assholes because they don't like him. Schilling had the numbers to go in the Hall of Fame. Why didn't he get inducted? No, it's just politics. Mm-hmm. It's pure. And I and listen, I'll tell you, I don't like when he shares those we- creepy memes. I may not even agree with his politics, but I, don't, I have plenty of friends that I agree and disagree with on a number of policies across the board and have for decades. I, I don't let. I, I try to just always like appreciate the someone for who they are as a human being first. And are they a good, and you know, are they a good person? And then that's just on the humanitarian level. And then when you come to something like athletic sports and their professional athletic career achievements, you can't like, I hate the fact that like Schilling like shares dumb memes and espouses these crazy theories, but you can't deny what the guy did on the field. And even though, he doesn't have, I don't believe, as many wins as like a career compiler, like a Burt Blylevin or something like that. He was like the definition of clutch in the postseason. His performances in October and November and what he did with the Red Sox, two World Series with them, one with Arizona, like the man. I'm sorry. Like hey, he got the, he got the gas house Phillies matters. there in 93. They Holy were a shit. Team, yeah. And he was the only guy they had. Him and Terry Mulholland, I think, were their only pitchers they had. So, I right. mean, like. The the guy has a resume. And I and, for sure. Bert Blylevin took a long time. Did he get in? He finally did. Maybe he's the, or, he's the like he's he's the know, new benchmark. Maybe he's, like he's the career compiler. Yes, that's the whole like the whole idea of like you got in because you got enough. You just missed it. He's no, like he yeah. Say. You know what it is? It's it's like uh, Biggio in the infield, Bert Blylevin on the mound. I don't know who the outfield equivalent is necessarily. Um, Throw a Bernie Williams in there, but I don't think he has because well, I think he's only got like twenty three hundred hits or something. Let, so we'll stop. We'll we'll stop and play some <laughs> sad jazz in right field for Derek Jeter's retirement while we think about that one for a second. Um, but while we're here, I'll just say uh, in case anyone from the Hall of Fame is listening, they're probably not. Vote Dale Murphy in the Hall of Fame. That guy was a bad motherfucker. Absolutely was. Yes, he held the Braves and, up for many years. Well, that's the thing. The, the 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 body of work it sometimes doesn't last. But be if you're the best player in the game for six seven years, I mean that's a pretty tall task. Actually, Dale Murphy was a had a ten year run. I think. Yeah. Mattingly's the yes, one. If I did. if I had my damn office sooner, I'd have freaking fixed Mattingly's back, and I'd have had him in the damn Hall of Fame because he was the best player in the game for six years. Damn it! I keep saying damn. Damn it! Is that I a boss thing? I'm not going to judge. We don't judge. It's all Aaron good. Judge. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to talk about him. Uh, so why oh, is the judge? <laughs> and he's the one that went and played New York, New York at Boston, and then you guys stopped us the next couple games to win the division series. Yeah, well, well, that 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 merits a junk stomping if ever if ever oh, yeah, anyone had sure, the stones to sure. do so. Tom Brady. Are you still a fan of Tom? Am I still a fan of Tom Brady? Of course, I'm still a fan of Tom Brady. Were you upset when he? I mean, look, like, look, like, look. You see behind me right now, like, you can tell my 1980s bona fides are sharp. (laughs) Yes, because I got an escape from New York, like, not just a poster, but it's like spray painted on a piece of like rusty corrugated metal behind, like a tin plaque behind me. I'm surrounded by all sorts of other pieces of Patriots paraphernalia, 80s memorabilia, Star Wars nonsense, and more. Of course, I always be, and like. I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that uh, was upset when he, le- I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you're asking me like, is beer refreshing? Is ice cream delicious? Is sex awesome? Like, would you like pizza? Of course. The, these are, these are dumb questions. Even if you feel the need to ask them, of course, I understand. Was I upset when he left? Yes. Did I see it coming? I sure as hell did. Uh, would I have allowed it? Fuck no. But did something step into the way of 
and and not just my Pats fandom, the drafting of Mac Jones, the Patriots finally getting their act back together-ish. Did something help? Like, was there a balm or a salve, a salve I could rub all over like that giant gaping wound, the, the hole in my heart that Tom Brady left? Yes. And it was my oldest boy, who's also whose name is Thomas. Uh, yeah, why'd you come up with that name, smack guy? Uh, <laughs> it was my old... It. It was my oldest. Son. It was my oldest son, um, not becoming a Buccaneers fan. He knows his dad. He knows his dad works for the Patriots. He knows his dad works in Boston sports media and is a diehard Pats fan. And how much I love Tom Brady in a Pats uniform, especially um, or a no I don't, uniform. I know. See, I don't root for him in the Bucks, but I I, I appreciate him. No, I meant the I, nude. <laughs> oh, and a nude uniform. Oh, nude I uniform. Said, I said, or in no uniform. Period. Or no uniform. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you, like Doctor Ocho. He's like magical I, in places. I, I'm sure I, I've, I've wanted to be one of his kids when he's getting massage and get an extended kiss. I'm not gonna lie. Kid? Okay, all right. Okay, again, I don't listen, judge either. I'll say, Ocho. I'll tell you for a fact. Like life hasn't been the same in my house ever since Tom Brady left. Like years ago, I bought. Uh, a Tom Brady mask for my wife for Christmas. Now neither of us want to wear it when we're having sex. Oh Jesus! I mean, even backwards. I mean, can you do it that way? Even <laughs> face the. Oh boy. You know, I still root so, for him. You know, in Tampa, fits. I mean, son, yeah, but my son does now. Okay. And he and like he like he really didn't appreciate football, or he wasn't really into football. Did he do it on his own? You're saying, or like? Yeah, just got into Tom Brady because like he likes playing football at school with his friends. Now he's playing flag football. And so he knows Tom, you know, he knows the names of like the studs in the NFL. Uh, we watch more football than we did even just a couple of years ago at the tail end of Brady's time. He was how always, old ha- how old is your son? He's nine. Are you sure that, that they didn't go over tuberculosis in health class? And like, he saw like TB something and he's like, this guy's curing diseases. I want to root for him. Is that possible? Pretty sure. All right. Look, you're the father. Don't, e- I don't even, uh, I don't even need to throw it to Mike Pereira in the Fox booth right now to see if we can <laughs> see if the an explanation. Works. Nope. We don't even need to play the sad Fox piano music right now. Like, I, it's okay. Scott Foster doesn't need Scott Foster doesn't need to take it to the sidelines and explain it to the crowd. We're good. Um, no, he likes he loves rooting for Tom Brady now, and it's on the wrong team with our mutant cousins in Tampa that we now have to share Tom Brady's legacy and championships with. So I, I appreciate that, and I was so good with him retiring because uh, his final game would have been twenty seven to three coming back, like. Tom, you don't get a better retirement party than that. Like you came back from another improbable deficit, but he had to go through that whole effing fake retirement thing. And I will say this. I've said it on the radio in Boston. Uh, That was all such a fucking farce. What a sham. So you knew it was a stage, a whole thing. I got a text January 6th. Uh, I'm not going to out my source. It's a, a business buddy back in Massachusetts saying he'd been in touch with people down in Miami and all those people were like, Oh, he's coming. It's a done deal. Eh? He's going to finish up with Tampa. He's all set. He's going to get ownership. Steven Ross has talked to him. Um, all these local people down there. Like someone was like someone in that text thread that my friend screen captain sent to me was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you think Tom is like FaceTimed with my kids? And I, you know, like we donate, like we're making all these things happen for him in the area and he's doing all these things. So, like all all the engines, all the wheels, everything was pointed. All the airs were pointed in that direction. Everything was in motion. It was all happening. And then Belichick accidentally accidentally sent the text to Brian Flores oh, that he meant Brian for Brian Dable and the next blew coach. the whole fucking thing up. 
He was saying you're the next coach or something. He went, oops, I texted the wrong guy. Is that the one? Whoops. This guy's <laughs> such like, a genius, a, de- a defensive innovator uh, for Parcells his, for years. His, his chubby grandpa thumbs send the uh, text his to the wrong Brian. Fingers. He probably was writing in T9 or something like that. Maybe he doesn't know, like, technology. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, dude. What's the it whole was, thing? It was, it was all going to happen. Brady was going to the, the Dolphins, and he was going to uh, get part ownership and then, like, Pull the hole like, wait a second. You guys want me to be the quarterback? I couldn't. No. Okay, fine. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. My God, is that Tom Brady's theme music playing? Like the this, whole. This is like if Columbo meets the NFL or something like that. When he turns around, he's like, there's just one more thing. Yeah. You're trying yeah. to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> you want telling me, me to play for you? <laughs> right. So uh, I just got one more question. You know, the funniest thing, it's been itching at me all day. You're telling me. <laughs> That you were just going to accept partial ownership even though you were ready to run it back with Tampa and not play in Miami? I mean, I just have a hard time believing that. But thank you very much for your time. I, I pre- thank you for your time. <laughs> so after that happened, Fitz, was there just a power play with Tom and, and Arians saying, like, if he's not going to let me out of my contract, well, fuck him. I want him out if you want me back playing on your team so we can win another fucking championship. Well, it's not so much that it's uh, it's not so much that it's and and Brady did sign that like uh, team friendly extension, so as to provide a little relief to be able to sign back Lombardi Lenny and uh, you know uh, seven and a half uh, Jason Pierre Paul and all the other guys they brought back and Godwin Goodwin come back or no Godwin's yeah, back yeah now he's resigned back. again he was on a franchise uh, yeah. he was on the. Uh, the tag? The franchise tag last year, yeah. And Gronk said he would come back, but he'll only play for Tom. Right. So Gronk might come back this year as well, but last year that was all, yeah, Brady did that whole thing, and then he thought they would just let him out or maybe Miami would offer like as tribute or dowry, like a small draft pick to be able to get him, but that's what he wanted. And when they wouldn't let him out, he decides to retire, and now... Rad Rob et al. that root, uh, root for the Patriots that are members of Sox Nation, Bleed Green, etc. Now you can understand why Brady went out of his way to just like slob all over the knob of Tampa Bay in his retirement speech that everyone freaked out about right. uh, way back in February. It's because he was trying to butter them up so they would let him out. And so then now, you know, like that's the reverse engineering cut to March when there's the photos of him over there seeing the Liverpool soccer match, the football match with an F and a U, uh, and he's there with the uh, the Gladwell family or the Gladstones or whoever the fuck it is that owns. The, he was uh, Joey Gladstone from Full yes, House. Exactly. Um, he's over. He's over there with a. Uh, had to get one eighties reference in. It's been forty minutes now. Nice yeah. job. The Jizz Mops or whoever the hell it is that um, <laughs> that owns Tampa. He goes over there, talks to them, and is like, "Okay, I'll come back if you're not going to let me out of my deal, even though I signed a team friendly deal for you last year." Here are my terms. Bruce has got to go. Old man Bruce has got to go. You know, I'm in control of the offense with Leftwich. We're basically running the show, and we got to get these guys here. And that's and here we are. And here we friggin' are. But didn't Leftwich – oh, did Leftwich get promoted, or did he get signed to another No, he's team? the he offensive got, coordinator still. Oh, gotcha. He was going to consider – he was considering leaving for Jacksonville. For Jacksonville, I think. But he, he only would go if they got rid of that that deep-fried nitwit, Trent Balky, their general manager, who absolutely took a huge – steaming shit all over Jacksonville's draft. And now we can understand why Leftwich didn't want to leave in the first place. So he's still in Tampa. So Tampa Bay is Brady and Leftwich kind of running the show. Uh, You've got Todd Todd Bowles. 
as head coach, de facto, de facto head coach, yeah. really defensive coordinator. She's like, the coordinator. Yep, yep. Bingo. And a good one too. I mean, that's that's you guys still gotta you gotta start. Well, you not you. Not me. Yeah, man, don't the, lie. I'd rather not be lumped in there. When hey. Tommy touchdowns came back to came back to Foxborough. TV twelve, the goat. Yes. You knew they're gonna win, right? Oh, the Bucks. Yeah. No. Really, you were, you really thought? No, the hell no. Like I always thought, Belichick would be able to find a way to craft a defensive plan to slow Brady down. We all know Brady gets geeked up like he always plays shitty in the first quarter of Super Bowls because he's too hyped up. Right. I thought the combination, and then the weather wasn't perfect that night. True. I thought like the moment the Pats would rise up to the moment, Belichick's would Belichick would find a way to scheme things up to slow him down, and then Brady may be a little and like the perfect storm of everything came together. Honest to God, I mean like. They they either should have gone for it or like if Nick Falk, big kick Nick, my hero, like the true MVP of the New England Patriots in the NFL the last two years, if he nails that kick, it's a different story altogether. That's true. No, that's true. But it's going into that game, I, I didn't think there's a chance good, in hell that Tom wasn't going to win, dude. I really thought uh, Tom was I, back for revenge and he was going to do whatever it took to win that game. That's that's all I felt going into it. He was far. He was far from the reason why they won that game that night. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right about that. Um. Uh, I know we're running Is out of time. The game? Did Fournette have a big fourth quarter in that game? I'm trying to like rehash because Antonio, was the best player, sadly, the best player in the field was also the one who took his uniform off a couple months later and AB. started doing jumping jacks in the end uh, zone. Yeah, he, he did that even for Pittsburgh in 2018, 17. I yeah, mean, Antonio Brown, like, you just like you can't have that friend who's a blast. But you know, always drinks too much, and then it starts a fight. Like, or he's climbing like, up a tree and right. trying to knock. And you're it just down like, oh top. man, like, oh, Rad Rob, like we were having the best time. But you had to bring fucking Ocho and Doctor Ocho. Like, you know, he, you knew he was gonna like take off his shirt and like steal somebody's, you know, hop in someone's Uber and then challenge someone to a fight at the intersection or something like that. Or like, you can't date that hot chick that you know, like she has a track record of like within a month, like you know, like. You know, blowing another dude in a game, or something like, like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like, it, there's too many pointers to. Sh- I mean, it's not like ah, oh, that was a. What fluke. do we say? Like those, it's literally, like twenty times. This exactly. Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Like that. Antonio Brown's gonna do Antonio Brown things. Um, he only made I, it a few weeks in Oakland. I mean, holy shit. Yeah, no shit. Right, so, were they still Oakland at that point? I don't even know. They they actually were. Yeah. Then he then he. Uh, Landed at practice in a hot air balloon, froze his feet cryogenically, trying to fix them up. Got you know, got signed to the Patriots for all eleven days. What a memorable eleven days they were, Rad yep. Rob. I was he happy. He did have two yeah, catches. Or he did have a touchdown. I think. Yeah, I was right? happy or to have him there. I was happy to have he him there. Yeah, he had one. Yeah, he had one. I know. I. You know what the thing is? Like you can only shave off a certain amount of your soul, and it'll regenerate. But if you take off too big a piece, it's gone forever. So that small little black truffle-sized slice of my soul that I shaved off to allow myself to root for Antonio Brown for a week, it regenerated. So I'm fine. You're good. So why did Tom? Starfish. Why did I'm, Tom want to take a chance on him then? Like if he knew his history, because like, he, he just give it. Because Tom Brady likes winning football games. That's fair. He's a Terminator. Like, but I think Brady thought he, he could wrangle him in, though, because he's like, he All right, coaches don't. Yeah, I'm the guy that can because I can, like, I can wrangle tadpoles, I can wrangle ducks, I can wrangle this guy in. Right. And he couldn't. I'm Tom Brady, goddammit. Uh, the TB12 method and all of that, you know, uh, next level alien, hooey dooey, emotional and physical pliability nonsense and bullshit and overpriced sweatpants and recovery pajamas that I believe in. I'll find a way. <laughs> To wrangle Antonio Brown and make him, con- you know, conform to the things that we believe in our ideals, 
for whatever is in the quote best interest of the football it's like team. in 50 first dates every every week you have to redo it because Antonio yes. Brown forgets completely yes. and, and it's, yeah, it's, on, it's Groundhog Day it's Palm Springs <laughs> it's it's a, yeah, like a highly underrated movie by the way Absolutely. oh my god yeah uh that's exactly how it went and he and, and like here's the thing I will say uh you know cheers and props to Tom Brady he was able to actually keep this latter stages businesses booming crazy ass Antonio Brown in line long enough to like win a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay and like not do jumping jacks at MetLife Stadium yeah. without a shirt in, in like January or whatever but the hell that it was. That even goes with what else can he do? The guy's right. 44 years old, still firing touchdowns like nobody's business. He's still exactly. the best quarterback in the game and he should be getting AARP freaking notices soon. Yeah, he's a hell of a lot closer to AARP than he is NCAA, but he's still at the top of his game. So like, Unreal. Who, am I, who am I to doubt his alien science? Now, how long? How much longer do you think he can go, Fitz? Oh, five years, easy. You think so? Do you think he wants to? I was going to say eight. Do you think he? Yeah, wants- I think if he gets another two or three in, he'll like the whole like why not play, like why not see if I can do it when I'm fifty? Why not? I mean, nobody else. Has. I think I think only an injury would really knock him out because like his his, his ligaments are probably freaking like made of I don't know the most fun gelatinous product that is <laughs> rejuvenated and there's no arthritic condition. You know what it is. Well, yeah, like we'll he's go like stretch Armstrong or something. Honest to God, dude, he's like he's like Mr. He's like Mr. He's like Vic Fantastic. He's Mr. Fantastic. He's Stretch Armstrong. He's yeah, he's got ligaments made out of flubba, kid. <laughs> doing Judy Bloom stuff here. This is this is the old Judy Bloom's a Jersey chick, by the way. I know we're close. Oh, on man, time really? Oh, my kids just read um, Tales of oh, that's Judy, that's Judy, Blo- that's Judy Bloom. I was thinking of Bear, uh, Beverly clearly wrote uh, Mouse on the Motorcycle. You guys want to do your own show? Because I, I just fucking, I'll just. Sit, I don't want to do a show with you, period. So I don't care who it else is with. But <laughs> get all excited to have Fitzy on. I'm, I'm mocking out for him, and uh, you guys just fucking have a forty. It's been great. Listen, this has been an awesome first chance to get together and piss away an hour just talking Boston sports, making '80s references, doing inappropriate jokes, and whatever else will. Make you think twice about hitting Which that. Is basically, edit our lives anyway. Well, but I was now we say, condensed it into a podcast rather much, than just yeah. driving around. Uh, AKA fun way to spend a Monday. Uh, you know, and you know, we'll we'll run it back uh, sometime in the middle of summer before training camp, maybe before the NFL season, whatever. Like, we'll find another excuse to do this. Um, there are beers to be drank. There's weird masks to be worn. There's inappropriate jokes to make. There, uh, like. There's a host of other eighty. I mean, I haven't done any. I haven't mentioned John Claude Van Damme. Or Chuck Norris once. I mean, my God. Right. I mean, we've got there's so we've got so much more work to do here, boys. There's a lot more work to do for sure. But I do appreciate being here, man. Uh, just an honor to talk to you. Uh, to, to me, you know, you're just one of the guys that when you think of Boston, you think of fucking Fitzy. I mean, it's just uh, you're you're a Boston legend. Uh, you should be in a Boston Hall of Fame somewhere for for something. But uh, we could make one, dude. Yeah, we could make one. Well, Fuck I- it. Uh, uh, the the one thing I'll say about like and thank you, you, you you're too kind and um uh you just check your Venmo the money should be available um the, I, I, I imagine I imagine the deposit had cleared that's fine listen you don't no, you don't want anything traceable Doctor Ocho Tr- you, you trust me at this no. point like I get paid in rolled pennies through the mail though that's just it but it's from a it's self addressed and everything uh I I'll say this like. I, I'm I'm grateful for everything I've been able to do. Like it's a long, strange, weird trip. How I got to be where I am now, the things I've been able to do along the way. A bit of an outlier, just being a fan, coming from a family that had a theatrical background, where I did some movie making and stand-up comedy myself, and 
combined it all into this weird little, you know, Vegas style casino buffet of a career that I put together. Um, but I'm also an outlier in that, like I started doing the YouTube videos right around the time the Patriots began their 2007 perfect season and like mid uh, non-championship taint or hammock, if you will, of their t- double decade of dominance. Uh, and I just just plowed ahead and just like tried to find ways to like do things differently. And I got onto YouTube and people found me. And then like, I found a way to engage and form, entertain and infuriate and rage, whatever it is along the way. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I enjoy doing what I do. And most of all, most of all, I like, I just like knowing that like people either, I like the Boston sports fans either love me or hate me. It's weird that they hate me, but you know, then again, it's Boston. So they'll love and they'll hate everything. But my favorite thing is when people like a Dr. Rocho or someone else, I don't suppose to spoke for speak for you, sir, but like people will come out of there. Like I'm a Ravens fan. I'm a Yankees fan. I root for this team. I fucking hate Boston, but you're funny. And I like, you know, I like watching your shit. So like, that's cool. That's what, that's what makes, that's what makes it all worthwhile for me. And again, I wish I could lay out the roadmap of, how I've done what I've done or how other people could do it. I can't, it's a unique and bizarre journey, but I wouldn't swap it for anything because I was creating content, making videos and riding duck boats during the middle of a 12 championship run. Ain't that a thing. And what better way to end on that? And and honestly, the first time I saw you was just running across a shit Pats fan say video that just came across my recommended feed uh, on YouTube. And I said, Oh, what the fuck is this? So, Checked out who's your this channel. asshole? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that's one of my best friends from high school. He's uh, just. I, Is you know, there going to be a video about the fact that you guys are still even that unlucky that you went eleven and five in two thousand eight and didn't make the playoffs? God, I mean, that is. I, or, or... I could do hours on that. I I've never been He's more. That still doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That fucking Marshawn Lynch can have the beast mode run at seven and nine in the seven playoffs and, nine and set off earthquakes. And it, you guys go tw- 11 and five, 11 and five. And, and no one wanted to play that team. Breakers. Fucking Belichick kept the Belichick kept the granny panties and the restraining belt, the chastity, the restrictor plates and the chastity belt on Matt castle too long that season that from Thanksgiving on, no one wanted to play that team because they no, finally got us, it together. We, we Steelers beat them uh, 36 to 13. Yeah, that was earlier that in the was... season, Jack Wagon. All right. Fitzy, where can people find you? Uh, all right, to, uh, be, to be continued, yes, you son we'll, of a bitch. We'll, we'll definitely, all right, you can follow yeah. me all across the worldwide of socials at FitzyGFY. Uh, you can read my musings on occasion at WEEI.com. Weekend Radio on 93.7 FM WEEI in Boston. And the new podcast, Six Rings and Football Things, launching uh, in just less than a week's time on the WEI Podcast Network. Ocho, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, it was week 13, by the way, when the Steelers beat the uh, Patriots. And I don't know, Rob, what is my uh, Twitter handle? At the DR Ocho. You guys can uh, follow me. Actually, I think it's at eat a giant bag of dicks, but I digress. <laughs> I go by both of them. I have a different mask on for that one. <laughs> Well played. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RadRobGaming. Uh, you can also check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash RadRobGaming. I'm a video game streamer. I stream every Tuesday night and Saturday night, 6 p.m. Central. And check out all of my 300 podcasts that I do here in the Rad Rob Radio Network. Fitzy, it was a blast. I definitely have to have you back. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, three, four weeks, months, six years from now. We'll figure it out. But uh, I, when, he un- when he unblocks you, Rob, then yeah, he'll, he'll be back. <laughs> I would love to. Um, I'll just leave you boys with this. In the words of my late father, God rest his soul, who passed away just a week ago, uh, as he would say to me, 
he would usually call me every New Year's Eve and he would say the following things. Nico, listen, a lot of fun going to be happening out there tonight. So remember, don't go anywhere you shouldn't go. Don't do anything you shouldn't do. And above all, don't be an asshole. There you go. I can't even top that. The end. Fitzy, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for being here. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of RTW Rewind with Nick Fitzy Stevens and, you know, Dr. Ocho myself. We'll be back next week for another edition right here on the Rat Rob Radio Network. Thank you for listening to this episode of RTW Rewind. For all the latest news and announcements, please follow us on Twitter at RTW Brand. You can also follow Rad Rob at Rad Rob Gaming. You've been listening to RTW Rewind exclusively here on the Rad Rob Radio Network.